Thanksgiving morning to find myself a friend, someone I could believe in until the very end. I found myself the devil, he was sitting in a bar. He bought me 15 rum and cokes and then he went too far. Now the devil is my friend, the devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil go, the devil is my friend. Guitar! basement and above a garage in suburban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. I'm Jeff and this is still a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things not just atheism. We will still challenge your assumptions and ours too and definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. It's episode 127 with a special guest to discuss the Satanic Temple, an organization that you, of course, have heard of, but what do you really know? So we'd like to welcome Mahalo to our conversation tonight. She joined our local atheist group, I think it was about a year ago. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. Um, but, and I also found out she's part of our friend Tom's uh, fun group, the uh, Woodstock Questioners group. So she likes to go in there and poke the bear from time to time, as, uh, as I do, as much as I can stand it. Um, but more importantly for tonight's conversation, um, she's also an active member of the local chapter of the Satanic Temple. And so that's what we want to kind of learn more about and kind of hear how she can uh, help us figure this out. So welcome. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. I really appreciate it. By the way, you do you do have like a like a like a radio voice. She does. Thank you. <clears throat> Unlike the the nasally midwestern twang of the other two people on the podcast, we can't help it. It's where we're at, at least we don't sound like DeSantis. Okay. That is true. <laughs> I I don't know if I could even be on this podcast if you guys sounded like that. Yeah, but you know what you you take on you, you take on the questioners. So mm-hmm. I think you would probably hold your own pretty well um, in a group like that. I get the impression that you wouldn't, uh, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be afraid to pretty much say anything to anyone. Is that a, is that a fair assumption? That's an unfortunately fair <laughs> assumption. Uh, I get myself in trouble all the time because of that. I, I really like challenging myself. I kind of got addicted to it at a very early age and, uh, I never saw myself as a likable person, so I never really strive to be. Um, I just want to be a right person. Uh, so I don't know if that makes me a good person or a bad person, but it sure makes me a, a very challenging person to have yeah. a conversation with. Well, it makes you an honest and grounded one, for sure. So if you wouldn't mind kind of telling us a little bit about your story, is like, um, you know, were you religious when you were growing up? How did you come to, you know, atheism slash Satanism? So you can kind of give us a little mm-hmm. background on your story. Gotcha. So I was raised in a Roman Catholic uh, household, uh, a very Roman Catholic, and so Roman Catholic, in fact, that I was supposed to be the donated child or the devoted child, which is usually the child that is uh, given to the church or pushed in that direction. Um, So my parents 
named me after a nun because they were expecting me to be a nun. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Sorry to disappoint my parents. Uh, Just maybe the right job description, but wrong religion. Um, So the... The religious indoctrination never really took hold too much. I I know that you guys get probably being told by a bunch of Christians that you were never truly a Christian. I unfortunately probably was actually probably never truly a a Christian. Uh, Even during my confirmation, I had full of just complete doubting of what I was actually reading or listening to. And I was full of just angst that what I was being told just did not make sense in any way shape or form um i was probably closer to what what is called a deist so i still believed in a god or a concept of god i just never really accepted hook line and sinker about christianity so um by the time i was in college i almost immediately dropped any form of roman catholic behavior and I immediately went into more like philosophy and I grounded myself a lot more in philosophy and um, in my studies, even though I wasn't technically a majoring in that, I did a lot of extracurricular um, classes because I've, I found a lot of comfort in those kind of classes. Uh, Anti-Catholic prob- uh, come uh, hate when I was, a, when I was labeling myself as a Catholic. Again, that only, deepened my questioning it didn't really ever help it actually made it worse if anything because like there's those guys are christians and they're calling and i'm calling myself a christian but obviously there's a disconnect there <laughs> so we, you um, must not have been raised at north end because up, up there you know that's that's fairly dominant but down here i mean so have you lived down here is that where you encountered that my parents traveled a lot but they mostly stayed in in the south uh, that's where they seem to be most comfortable. And in uh, high school, we tended to stay in Florida. And Florida man myths are entirely true, unfortunately. And uh, saw some really crazy people, and that made me question my sanity even more. Um, by the time I was uh, going to Arkansas State for, for college, I started becoming more ac- uh, and starting to get myself more grounded in, in reality, I guess would be the nicer way of saying it. Uh, I did a lot more activist uh, groups and I just kept finding community within the activist groups. So a secular students alliance I was a part of. Um, and then I started doing some other small activities or I used to uh, sign up for a protest here or a group conversation here to figure out legislation. Um, even though I've never really been in, into politics or ac- it's just never been my forte. It still is pretty clear on how our constitution is is set up, and it made it very clear that how it was set up was for every common person. You didn't have to really, really into be to, into politics to be a good, well, American, for lack of a better word. So, when did you come to uh, the Satanic Temple? When did that enter your story uh so like all 20 year olds sometimes that get really into philosophy i went through an ayn Ayn rand phase uh luckily i grew out of it very quickly but it also made me very aware of certain forms of history which is the occultism and how uh, levey was ripping off ayn rand and i became aware of levey 
um, LeVay is the creator of the Satanic Church, and, or the, the Church of Satan, specifically. And I got really into his writings, and I was trying to figure out exactly what was so appealing to him. Because there was some a great amount of empowerment that I found within his writings. And the way he was writing all of these things, and his form of spiritualism, was something I could kind of connect to. So I never really found spiritualism within Christianity because there was seems to be like this submissive, degrading form of spirituality that I just I never felt uplifted with. And so when I started reading about Anton LaVey and how he described spiritualism, I actually felt empowered by it. Um, so the more and more I read about him, the more I read about... Um, anybody else that he was kind of influencing i i i grew more attached to that because i was trying to find myself and trying to find a way of not being wincy i guess would be the best way because i was going through uh my therapy of cptsd um i was going through recovery of some like emotional abuse and a lot of people are who come from that kind of air have pretty low self-esteems so i was trying to figure out like how the balancing act was going and I really liked his writings about spiritualism but every once in a while he would just say something that was kind of racist so there was always a disconnect but I was getting more and more into the community and I was reading more and more of the occultism and I found it that was very interesting to mix science and spiritualism and when you hear Christians usually say that um, if we're just animals, then there's no point. There's a there's an emotional reaction of, yeah, there of course there is a point, right? There's like some comfort in knowing that you're just an animal and that you get to live your life as your fucking life. Um, and somebody mixing the spiritualism and and the science together and going, that's okay. Like... That dismissive behavior is dismissing something that actually is is fine. Um, really drew me in. So I never really said I was a Satanist, even though I was very into Satanism uh, for a very, very long time. But then when, um, when the Satanic Temple came along, the, the, the major problems where I was never calling myself a Satanist openly was completely dismissed because there seems to be a form of gatekeeping within the church of satan that not necessarily by by satanist standards but by just the organization and the people who promote it seem to have a very gatekeepy form of, of satanism while tst does not and so i could disregard all of the satan the racist kind of concepts or the might is right and still call myself a satanism and that made it so that I could open up myself to the spiritual and religious aspects a little bit more openly and find a community that believed how I believed and wanted to experience rituals the same way I wanted to experience rituals and have holidays the same way I was missing them from other aspects of religious life without the burden of all of the other stuff that comes with religious life, which is like all the dogma pretty much or the the superiority complexes that come within a lot of churches that I've been in. Wasn't the church of Satan like kind of overtly atheist? Oh yeah. They were extremely atheist. So, uh, 
a lot of people don't understand why we're called Satanism, Satanists, even though we don't believe in gods or deities of any kind. There's, it's it's pretty much acknowledging the Western uh, Western tradition of Satan, and when you actually, from non-Christian perspective, look at the the story of Yahweh versus Satan, we kind of go on Satan's side, like we're rooting for Satan, and so we acknowledge that. He's the good guy, even if he's not, not as powerful. His self-empowerment is is awesome. And it's written within a lot of Western culture and Western literature, especially during the Romantic period, where we have a lot of, of Western writers talking about how Satan was the good guy because he was challenging the authority. And from our perspective, challenging uh, authority that was not earned is 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 pretty good righteous i like that yeah it's righteous so that's interesting and hasatan actually just meant meant adversary so it it felt right to call ourselves or i've also heard the accuser like you know somebody that accuses or um but yeah i mean the 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 story in the garden of uh good and evil or you know where the snake everybody sees to be the bad guy but I see them mm-hmm. him to be the the hero, like you say in that story, because he is saying, "Is that really what God meant by that?" So that that questioning of authority kind of thing always kind of intrigued me as well. But it's always spun so that it was, uh, you know, God that was a good guy. But... Yeah, and one of our founding uh, stories that we always talk about is called uh, "Paradise Lost" by Milton. Hmm. It's one of the most inspiring uh, pieces, and it's written by a Christian. And the funny thing is that a lot of Christians don't seem to understand what they say when they say it out loud. And hmm. Milton is a great example where he's he's writing as Satan is the bad guy for these things. But from our perspective, these things aren't bad by definition. These things are great by definition. So you're, you're writing us into history. So it, the phrase is like, adversary you make us, so adversary I shall be. Hmm. That kind of... What were you asking, so, Jerry? When the Satanic Temple first um, uh, probably splashed bigger into public consciousness, uh, probably like the mid-2010s, and even people, atheists, non-theists, folks that didn't believe in God and didn't believe in Satan, could would still have, still keep the satanic temple and the whole idea of satan and worshiping satan and saying hail satan and the whole idea of it at arm's length or further because of the, mm-hmm. the of the basically the long held association that you know it's the god is good and the devil is bad and you don't want to go to hell and satan is trying to trick you even though they didn't believe in it there was still that I cannot say that I cannot associate myself with that because because it's Satan. Mm-hmm. How does when you're in meetings does that ever come up when not that you're going to recruit new members but is that a hang up for people? We don't recruit. Yeah, uh, but at some point, don't you? So if somebody has questions, do they get? They got it. They, if somebody has questions, how do they get answered? 
or do, or do they? You ask, right? Just like at any time where you were an atheist and surrounded by Christians and you had some earnest questions, you went out and found that information from as many sources as possible, right? This is a great way of saying, like, I, I'm not a spokesman for TST, so I can't speak for the creators of TST in any way, shape, or form. But as a Satanist, I, I can speak for myself, which is, from my perspective, you're going to think bad of me. So I don't really, I'm kind of letting you know that I don't care what you think, right? My position is my position. You're not, you can call me whatever name you want to call me. And in fact, I'll even embrace the name if, if it makes you feel better. But it doesn't change my mind and it doesn't make you right. So like when Christians tell you that you're going to hell, that doesn't feel like a threat specifically because you're going to hell, right? The, the challenge is to make them realize that the threat doesn't mean anything to you. Like, if you really want us to be scared, that threat has to mean something before you can threaten us with it. I was just going to ask because, uh, you know, you are part of uh, Tom's questioner's group, and he's a very fundamentalist mm -hmm. Christian. So I'm curious mm -hmm. if you have um, kind of an idea how he views you as a Satanist versus just a run-of-the-mill um, atheist. I mean, does he see you as more of a threat than an atheist, or how have, have you guys uh, discussed that? I I don't know what's inside Tom's head. I mean, he can tell me, but in all honesty, I'm always going to take it with a grain of salt. The funny thing about this is that when people know that I'm a Satanist, I'm expecting people's defenses to be very, very up. Um, it automatically makes people on the defensive, and I am 100% aware of this. It makes people who are atheists sometimes defensive. So Christians are hypersensitive to this. And you can use this to your advantage. A lot of people do, which is I'm a Satanist, and that usually stops them from preaching at you or attacking you because you're already lost. You're so far lost that they won't even touch you. They won't even approach you. I don't even know what that to sometimes do works. Right, right. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with you. Uh, and that that's great for, especially if they come to your door asking if you've heard the good news and you say, oh, I have heard it. Not only have I heard it, hail Satan. <laughs> they will fly away from your well, door they to, so yeah, They don't fast. want to get Satan off of you into them. So, you know, because he's going to be that close. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Some other Christians also see this as an extreme challenge that they are 100% willing to go to battle for God. And that is... That just makes me lick my lips and, and smile even more because I like that challenge. That's why I go to the questioners meetings. I like I like to be challenged on my beliefs because, you know, a, a phrase of ours is like that that cannot bend must break. If if you can be destroyed through truth, you should no one should spare your demise. And the concept of like if something is not true. We should be gentle with it and super fragile with it because it's not true. Nah, it's, fuck that. That should it should just not be on the shelf. The reason I was wondering about that with with Tom is because you know, as a conservative Christian, he see you know if if you're not with God, you're automatically on Satan's side. So that's why I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. You know, he probably sees us as Satanists in a in a respect, but I don't know if if he thinks mm -hmm. you guys are going one step further by supposedly worshiping Satan acknowledging that right right yeah i actually don't know because i i assume that some christians just assume that we're just being honest and that 
I have heard a lot of atheists push back on me saying that, see, we're just proving the Christians right, uh, that we do worship or like we're we are Satanists. And it's like, well, I mean, they're going to call you Satanists. They were calling you Satanists well before Satanists were being loud and proud right, about their religion. Right. So that is I'm sorry to tell you, but we, we got nothing to do about that. Um, the other thing is also that Christians are just going to see you as the enemy no matter what. So why bend to their will or bend to their preferences? Um, because stepping on eggshells, like I said before, stepping on eggshells and, and being super fragile with their illusion or delusion, depending on how you want to be nice to them, is is not helping them in any way, shape or form. So you as an atheist who has nothing to do with Satanism, who doesn't believe in the religion of Satanism, can immediately go, well, I mean, if you want to talk to a Satanist, I know a Satanist. They'll tell you all the freaking differences of us. But we're not the same. And the fact that you think we're the same is kind of weird. Mm. And you can point that that out. I mean, if anything, is, I, I was hoping that more atheists would use it to their advantage um, by saying that, no, there's a, there's a difference. And you can point out how there is a difference. Wait, uh, a difference between... What, what exactly? Atheist and, and Satanism, yeah. right? Because like, uh, as a Satanist, I am an atheist, right. but that's not encompassing, right? Yeah, but, but you don't, I mean, you don't see Satan as a, um, a deist or theist or you know, a godly kind of figure. It's, it's a metaphor. It's a, it's yeah, a metaphor. Yeah. It's, it is, he's the light bringer. So he is a, a something to strive for. Uh, consistently, but it's not, it's not a right, thing right, right, that you're right. doing, right? It's a symbol. It's just like the concept of love is, a, uh, the heart is a symbol for the concept of love. You're not worshiping the the symbol of a heart. You're, you're trying to express an emotion or a very complex idea. And Satan is a very complex idea. So Satan is just a great metaphor for all of these complex ideas. And this is a, this is a half serious question. Does Satan use he, him, pronouns because mm. you said satan is a he is satan a he no or like satan is a symbol she, there them. is no pronouns to a symbol okay so i just wanted to when People. i get an email from satan <laughs> i want to i'm gonna it's gonna say he him she her they them all of the above mm. none this, of the above it, it depends on the person who's saying it right because satanism for for me as a satanist the symbol of of if Satan is always going to be the, the symbol to strive for. I use he, him pronouns only out of force of habit when I'm like thinking about it as a, like internalizing myself with it, with that symbol. I usually use they, them. So it's entirely dependent. But I mean, it's interesting. But I, I haven't really thought about that in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about this the other day is like, especially conservative Christians mm -hmm. refer to God as a he, okay, more progressives have kind of gone with, um, you know, multiple uh, variations of that, but they definitely, uh, conservatives like Tom would call God a he, uh, and, you know, with, mm -hmm. with all the transgender stuff going on where they say that, you know, by birth, that's how they identify you, well, you know, God does not have a penis that I'm aware of. So how can they really legitimately call him a god or call him a he? Only atheists ask about God's penis. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my experience well, you know, as well. Something else I was, I was just thinking about, Jerry, too, is to be called an atheist is still kind of doing the same thing as, as uh, you know, a Satanist. 
Because when you're saying you are a theist, you're against theism, that's pretty much the same thing as, as saying, well, what's on the other side of no God? You know, they, in their viewpoint, uh, you know, the only thing that opposes God is Satan. So we are automatically in that I mean, group. If, if we used words that way, that would be a, a compelling argument, but we don't use words consistently that way, right? My favorite example is Quakers. Like, are you really seriously thinking those forms of Christianity think that God is a giant cracker in the sky? Like, it... <laughs> Somebody who was raised Catholic, one of the first, my first big step was not believing in the Christian or Catholic definition of hell or a devil. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was easy. That was, that was, that was the first step after being, you know, taught Catholic theology all the way through high school, basically having the ability to say, mm -mm, don't believe that. Don't believe there's hell. Don't believe all of the, all of the stories that you stand and you go to St. Peter and they watch your life and they count up your sins and you either, you know, they either let you in or you, you, you go down or, or I guess go to purgatory. I never really understood that part. You know, you're kind of off in a holding pen for a while while they, you know, decided. <laughs> I didn't believe in the devil, didn't believe in hell, Satan, any of that stuff. And then there's the satanic temple that basically embraces all of those things. Does that contradiction prevent atheists from, from joining the group or participating in the group? That kind of historical notion of Satan? Not that I'm aware of. Like, like I said, I understand the label uh, would scare a lot of people away uh, of calling yourself a Satanist and having that historical precedent, I, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people said that that's the reason why they just can't get behind it. But again, this is not something for me, Satanism is not something that you decide, like read about and then just, um, are trying to be convinced of it. So either you, either you identify as a Satanist or you don't, right? You could believe pretty much from my perspective, you could believe everything that I believe and just don't have the religious aspect of Satanism, and that'd be entirely fine. And if you don't identify with this symbol, then it's not for you. And you don't have to be. The great thing about Satanism for me is that there is, there's no reason to like preach it or anything like that, because it's not necessary for everybody to believe the same way you believe or identify the same way you believe so that it can stand on its own. Like from my perspective, Satanism is a religion that can stand by itself. And if it dies out, it dies out because it, it just or needs to transform. And from my perspective, Satanism is always going to be evolving in some way, shape, or form. So my form of Satanism is always going to be different than the ones that maybe if it, it still exists in 100 years' time, that it would be completely different. And that, from my perspective, is a good thing as long as it's evolving in a more progressive way. As long as it progresses, I don't care. You can call yourself anything you want. But as long as the ideas themselves are evolving and getting compounding in a better and better ways i don't care what you call it and if our culture entirely changes and we everybody starts you know worshiping zeus again and a lot of people just go you know what hermes 
Hermes sounds like a really cool guy and Zeus doesn't really like him, but I like Hermes a lot and starts to identify themselves with Hermes and the same ideas with, with Satanism. You can call yourself a Hermes person. I don't care. A lot of, um, there's a reason why a lot of Satanists, uh, get along with a lot with, um, what are usually called atheist pagans. Um, it's because it's, it's, it's so similar in a lot of ways, which is that they are adopting the ancient, uh, ancient, uh, culture that they're coming from, that their ancestors came before Christianity. And they like the rituals that came that, that we know of at least. And there's, there's something that they connect to and they found a community that they connect to. And if you want to do that, go for it. If that's how you find your spiritualism, if that's how you find your community, if that's how you find your peace and you examine your internal processes and you find stories that really ring true to you so that you can be a better person tomorrow, go for it. There's so many cultures that could do this in their own way. And there is like a multitude of chances and and iterations that would be just as good as Satanism or maybe even better. And I would never stop, stop you because that's not what that is. Satanism is self-empowerment. And this is what I'm finding that is working for me, that is making me a better person, that's giving me tons of stories that I can munch on, munch on philosophically, emotionally, and challenging myself. This is just the step, right? Rituals are a good thing uh, when building communities. And I found a place where I really connect with the rituals and I really connect with the community and I just want more of it. So where I first um, heard about or encountered um, the Satanic Temple was the uh, the Good News Club, um, you know, which started mm -hmm. popping up in a lot of the local schools around here, elementary schools, you know, which is basically a very conservative fundamentalist group that wants to come in and, and doc indoctrinate your kids. And so where I heard yes. about you guys where, you know, you came in and said, well, okay, so if religious communities can come into the schools and do an after-school club, we want to do the same thing. Now, you know, yours wasn't about worshiping Satan. It was about science, my understanding. So it was it was kind of a thing that, that would... And critical right, thinking. Yeah. I mean, so basically the same kind of values that, that we all as atheists, humanists hold. Um, but the thing I think that was important about having that label is it, is it showed to the to the schools and the school boards that if you're going to let you know Christians in, you know you have to let other religions in. So it was kind of like a, a direct pushback against, you know, the domino effect kind of thing. So, and I don't know how effective that's been. You know, if that's been the demise of a lot of the Good News Club um, organizations. You know, where you guys have kind of said, hey, we want to do a group too. Do you have any idea on that? But so I, I, I don't know about how effective it is. I definitely know it definitely uh, gets yeah. headlines. So from 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 what I understand, from a on April 1st in 2016, uh, Orange County system allowed evangelical Christian groups to distribute, distribute uh, Bibles and on Religious Freedom Day. Uh, and the Satanic Temple asked to participate by passing out their Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities for the exact same... Um, reason is they they wanted a counterbalance, right? Like if you get to pass out your religious uh, literature, I, we get to pass out ours. Um, 
And the school board postponed Religious Freedom Day while they sought a way to pretty much legally discriminate against TST. And when the school board's attorneys affirmed that they could not, they opted to prohibit the distribution of all religious materials. And that's kind of the main goal. Right. Yeah, that is the main goal. We don't want to have to step into a school system and pass out our religious literature. We don't want to do that. The the concept is just to remind Christians that if you do that, we do this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And you don't like us. We are we're going to we're going to lean in the fact that you don't like us despite your reasonings being a little superfluous to us. It doesn't matter cuz you see the word Satan and you make an immediate right. judgment. And we're going to use your belief in identity politics. Uh, kind of against you in this case, which is very rare that we get to do. Well, but the power you have is um, you guys are classified by the IRS as a religion too, right? I mean, because if an atheist group wanted yes. to do that, well, you guys can't because you're not a religion. You're not a religious group. Correct. So, that, so that's the power. When did you guys um, get that um, designation? Do you know? Was that a recent thing or has that been? The, oh, the official registration for the IRS would be 2019. Okay, so it's fairly recent now. But, yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing to have that that yeah. power. So same thing with, um, you know, like city council meetings where now you can go in and say, hey, we want to, you know, rotate. We want to be in the rotation. We're going to do a satanic prayer as part of it. And then, you know, that might make them reconsider do they really need an opening prayer at all at, at their meetings. So. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, a satanic affirmation was just done. Uh, I cannot remember the exact location, but a minister was able to give a satanic affirmation. And I recommend anybody listening to it because you would realize that it's not dogmatic in any way, shape, or form, um, the affirmation. Um, If that's on YouTube, maybe we can uh, post a link to that. Do you know? I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's definitely on Twitter. I know that. I got bombarded by uh, by everyone uh, adding me about it. But um. Now the other thing that I saw recently, you guys started doing is uh, like an AA alternative. Yes, the sober yeah, faction. Yeah. Actually, if uh, Georgia has uh, in-person sober factions, so anybody, uh, and that's open to any atheist. You don't have to be part of the temple. Um, and if you have a court-ordered uh, necessity, uh, instead of going to AA, you can come to the sobriety faction and, you know, get the help that you need without having God being shoved yeah. down your throat. And that is something that was completely necessary. Um, Satanists are – the big debate within the Satanist community that I've I've witnessed myself is um, – which is just shows you how freaking you can never speak for all Satanists because of this exact problem. Um, the 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 big proposition is that within a large group of Satanists that don't necessarily identify with Satanic Temple, um, the argument has been that you being politically active is is icky because you're not supposed to be shoving religion in politics, and from from a lot of people's perspective, that's true. Right. But when the doors were closed on your faces and the doors were closed on our faces uh, because we were in the in not openly uh, talking about our religion, it it became necessary almost for some some way, shape or form for us to open the door for people like ourselves to kind of get back into the public space. Because when we're being pushed out unrightfully, then we need to to be in our being in the position that we are. There's not a lot of atheist religions, um, or atheistic religions, I should say that. Um, 
And so we're kind of in a really weird spot where like if we don't, we can do it probably the most effectively of a lot of atheistic religions. And so we should. Yeah, because you don't see a whole lot we of We should do something Buddhist, to open the door. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of Buddhist groups, for example, doing pushback in, in politics. And the other thing that, that aggravates me is even the, the you know, the uh, liberal progressive Christians don't seem to be mm -hmm. pushing back against church-state um, politics. Um, you know, the abortion issue, for example, is strictly a fundamentalist um, issue. Progressive Christians, mm -hmm. you know, are, um, you know, are, are uh, you know, open to, um, you know, a woman's choice. So why aren't they fighting to say, hey, our religion is not being considered in this in this conversation? So it seems like there should be a lot more activism going on with other communities, not just, um, you know, atheists or, or Satanists. I entirely agree. A lot of the uh, Jewish communities that I'm seeing uh, are starting to talk about uh, abortion rights, specifically because of their yeah. religious um, definition of life. Um, but that's the problem. Like everybody has to come together and be willing to break this this taboo. Because like, when somebody is being disrespectful, you still t you have you you don't want to break decorum just because someone is being rude, right? And so from our from a lot of people's perspective, it seems that just because they're breaking the rules doesn't mean we break the rules. But we're not really breaking the rules. We're we're showing them the bad. Like this is the bad. This is the reason why we don't behave this way. Right. This is the reason why we don't put religions in politics, because it gets messy extremely fast. There's a reason why we don't do this. And you're sh we we don't want to have to show you, but we'll show you because. I mean, you guys believe in the golden rule, right? So let me show you how you're treating me right. by like, showing you how you're treating me. You mentioned that you can't speak for the satanic temple and nobody really speaks for the satanic temple. Except for the spokesman's. Uh, you, no one can speak for Satanism or like for, or Satanists gotcha. overall. Yeah. Okay. Is there an opportunity for TST to partner with like-minded groups, theist or not, to fight for reproductive freedom? I don't know. I mean that that's that's something I just can't answer. I I, I would love uh, for more cross events like the. I'm doing an event with uh, a multitude of other community uh, members. Uh, to get us together in, in one room. But when it comes down to like broader spectrum campaigns, I can't speak for, for what we can do or what we can't do. We just, we're, it's just out of my payroll. <laughs> I'm like, I'm but not on that one. we can control things locally. That. So like you're saying, if we want, because that's what we were talking about too, is, is to partner our group um, yeah. members with your group so we can kind of get to know one another. And yes. then from there, we can figure mm -hmm. out ways to become uh, more politically active as we as we need to be, but that would be a good question about because uh, I've always wondered that too about would progressive um, Christians ever consider partnering with with non theists and I, I still have some questions about whether that that's realistic or not because they always seem to have you know I admire people like uh, William Barber so I, I I admire what he does but there's you know quotations from the Bible almost every other thing out of his mouth and that causes me a lot of discomfort is like 
you know, you're using the same text that the fundamentalists are using, so you really don't have a leg to stand on. Plus, he will tell you that he's an evangelical. Right, right, yes, yeah. I know, yeah. But I was going to ask you guys, as, as, uh, as uh, would you guys consider yourself activists? I know you have this podcast, so that's very active, but would you consider yourself activists? I'm more of an activist wannabe, <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, ways to plug in. Um, Mm-hmm. You've, Jerry, you've done quite a bit of work uh, on political campaigns, uh, you know, knocking on doors. and The people who I consider activists, it's like it's their life's work. All, all my activism so do is, I. you know, outside of work. I, I am at, 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 at a minimum a part-time one, but mm-hmm. it does feel more and more inadequate these days as, you know, rights and norms are being trampled on a daily basis. I, w- I would say that the, f- the fact that you became uncomfortable with Bible quotes being quoted at you as an un- understandable fear that this is going to be an enemy in just a few seconds or he's he's hiding his true intention. But I think that what, if anything, being a Satanist really taught me, which is just because an enemy of your enemy is not your friend, but you can still work with a person that you don't freaking like. And you can work with a very specific goal without having to agree with somebody 100%, right? And the reason why I would want that to be a thing is that exposure is the best cure for a lot of, the, for a lot of things that we are uncomfortable with. And getting a little bit of exposure to Christians that are very Christian-y might get you more comfortable talking to them and without being so defensive or figuring out how the best way of communicating with Christians about political activism or what you want to see in your country. And for them to also get exposure to atheists and realize, oh, you guys are not terrible human beings. Right. And yeah, I mean, my church described you with fangs and claws and you, here you are with none. And the, also the other thing is that they would also be asked consistently to be at, when talking to you not to talk very religiously or to rethink their terms right because a lot of the stuff that i'm looking at is how you how we as a community and how the outsiders of the community talk about issues the language is very separated and and the irony is that they love to talk about george orwell with but george orwell talks about this a lot as well which is that language is only as good as what it actually conveys so when we're trying to talk to you, we change our language. But when talking to Christians, we change our language even mm-hmm. further so that we can figure out exactly how, what ideas they're talking about and to, to find the middle ground. And if we can figure out how to actually communicate in any way, shape, or form, we could kind of find the balancing that we used to have in, in these communities where... It, atheists don't have to hold their tongue constantly, but they have to get better at communicating with Christians in a way that's not going to make them immediately break down or defensive about their religion. And Christians are going to have to stop being passive aggressive to atheists, maybe, um, about where they end up, they're going to end up spiritually after. Because if you want, you know, this bill to pass, you and I have to f- work together at least until the bill is passed. And then we can be back at each other's throats in completely different different ways. If, if atheists want to see the difference, we, sh- we need to, to, to step up to the plate. 
I, I don't see anything. And plus, being an activist, Jerry, if you want to say like being an activist is a full time job. Well, I mean, emotionally it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you can only be an activist if you if you make it your job, a lot of people are just overwhelmed with that idea instead of realizing that, oh, being an activist is just, you know, spending time with people you don't really like and talking about the issue and seeing their side and figuring out how to communicate with the other people of your community. Um, just having some FaceTime with these people is is awesome. Just donating a couple of cans and just spending one day, maybe out of month, maybe only a couple of days out of a year. That is extremely potent, especially to your local community. And you don't have to be a full-time activist to be active. You don't have to make it your entire life's work uh, if you want to make a little bit of a difference because those small drops add up, especially when, you know, it's Democratic Republic. Oh, I, I 100% agree. It's, it's my hang-up in not wanting to... There are people that do a lot more than me, and mm-hmm. those are the people that I consider, like, the activists. Or especially within progressive communities, you have to agree with me 100% or you are not on our side or on my side or on this issue side. It's the biggest mm-hmm. impediment to actually getting things done. I don't need to agree with anyone 100% of, of the time. Uh, if you have common common goals, shared interest, you know, shared goals, things that you want to make happen, doesn't mean you are selling yourself out in order to make those things happen. I think there is there is definitely a hang up on the theist side and on the atheist side uh, about quote getting in bed with these people. Do you want to win elections? Do you want to do you want to make policy? Do you want to make change? You're not going to get everything you want all the time, and you may have to you may have to partner with people that you don't totally agree with, and they need to do the same with us. You know, if you define activism, or if one of the definitions of activism is is not holding back, basically talking to anybody, then in that case, I mm-hmm. am a capital A activist because totally will talk to theists, my family, friends you know, neighbors, I might not always, I might not be the first one to bring the subject up. Um, but you're not going to back but if off. It, yeah. if, if, no, no. And not, and not in a, I don't need to dunk on anybody. And I think Jeff, you're pretty much the same way. The goal is not to badger somebody into submission or to win. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's, ne- that, that, that's, that doesn't. that's not, that, that's that's not the that's not the point. Right. You just want to plant a seed. Is like maybe this person has a has a uh, you know a, an idea in this particular area, and that's that's all you need to do. Yeah, just suggest biting into the mm-hmm. apple. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody was um, TST curious, what would they do? Mm-hmm. You can uh, go to the website. Uh, li- it's literally. Uh, the satanic temple.com uh, and look at all of the, uh, the entire site it usually tells you what is the campaigns that are happening now the campaigns that used to happen um, the overall like arching belief systems the seven tenets are listed on there as well which is if if you go with the seven tenets you're 100 percent welcome that's 
the the joke with uh, one of the co-founders is that you technically could be a Christian and be a Satanist, oh, technically, wow. <laughs> um, by, in the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Um, so as long as, and if you read this, the tenets, most of them are just humanists, uh, humanist values that are, are well known. Um, Do you have them memorized? I mean, could you, or can you... Uh... List them up. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, are you, a, are you a good? Are you a good Satanist? Do you well, know yourself? Yeah, yeah Christians can't. I, I do definitely not on not in order. Oh. That's for sure. Yeah, most Christians don't know the Ten Commandments. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I have the seven tenets right in front of me. Oh, okay. One okay. should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Yep. This is this is the Wikipedia mm -hmm. version. Um, your your version of the seven tenets may vary. Um, the struggle for justice is an Hopefully ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Yep. Like it. One's body is inviolable, easy for me to say, subject to one's own will alone. Uh, yep. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. Hmm. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. I like that Belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care to never distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Very timely. That's my favorite. People are fallible. This one's my favorite. Mm. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Who can argue no, with that? None of these. Yeah. And... Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written and spoken word. Well, those are all awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's very humanist. Do you start TST mm -hmm. meetings by reading the seven tenets? Uh, we have an invocation that we uh, we start with usually, but it it. It touches on all of the tenets. And can anybody can anybody drop in? Uh, we have public events. So uh, if you ever go to our Facebook, our local Facebook page, we always have a, a, an event that's posted. Um, and as long as you are coming in peace or just uh, are not kind of coming to preach at us, you are 100% welcome. Do you have a, to a our public events. page too? Or? Not at this, not at this current time. Uh, definitely, Georgia at okay. least does not at this at this current time. That might change in the future, but because yeah, a lot of people find our group obviously from um, from the meetup group. I guess it pops up when you're doing a, a search for Marietta, especially atheist. So that might not be a bad mm -hmm. way to kind of get people. Although, although you'd have to do a very careful job about uh, monitoring who's joining and why they're joining, and because anybody Correct. can join. So. So what's yeah. the biggest misconception the, about people that that don't know about um, that don't know much about TST? What are you? What are the biggest things that you have to uh, not re-educate, but inform people that what they think they know is not really true? So there's there's quite a few. Um, the worshiping Satan is the number one uh, thing that usually is told, and obviously atheistic. So. Uh, not worshiping anything that's kind of not the point um the the other one is that tst is just a political activist group 
And that's just not true. We are a religion. Uh, we do come together with a collective of beliefs and goals and things like that. The, the th major thing is that, that protest is a form of satanic worship for a lot of people in the TST community. Um, so that's why we do it. it. It's a form of it. It's something that we all come together to do. It's a ritual to almost to extent. The, the protests, like at, at what kind of events? Uh, whichever. It, it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean to have to be a, a, a TST event. It's like you as, as a person of, of these belief systems, uh, you would have a spiritual, you might have a spiritual connection to protesting. So for a lot of Satanists, it's, it's an actual like form of worship or so have you yeah. guys ever done, I don't know you know, like when say. they have pride festivals, there's always the uh, the bullhorn Jesus guys. Have, have, has your group ever thought about doing like running an interference, in other words, blockading them from um, from the parade people? I mean, that would be like... Uh, a, I mean, we were in the parade last oh, year. that's cool. <laughs> so. But I mean, that would yeah. kind of be cool too to have, you know, Satan is just opposed, that would like probably totally freak those Jesus people out too, I would guess. Mm. I mean, you always have to, to I'd, I'd rather create good more so and let people express themselves. So censorship is definitely not a, a thing within my community. We, we, we usually have to be very careful in how we want to uh, censor yeah, people. I guess that would be kind of a form of censorship if you're trying to block them from getting their points across, but but the right. points are not worth hearing, really. <laughs> I mean, but that's for you right, to judge specifically, right? right? Yeah. yeah, for them, they're doing their, you know, they're pleasing God by preaching the gospel. And, you know, you being offended, uh, I mean, is is understandable, but they're also going to claim offense to us specifically, right? So I'd rather hear them out. And in all honesty, I'd rather know what my enemy is thinking than to censor it and not know at all. And if they, Christians want to proclaim themselves as, as my enemy, I'd rather hear exactly what they're thinking at all times. Um, Which is kind of the, kind of the interesting thing about going to the questioners group is where you can kind of hear that unfiltered. And mm -hmm. so you kind of get a better understanding of, of you know what they believe, why they believe it. doesn't make sense most of the time, but... It's still, to me, helpful to kind of understand the other side. Yeah. You can't convince somebody that you don't understand. And you can't, you can't actually make them ask real questions if you're just preaching at them, right. but just from another position. And I have, I've never had success in just telling somebody my position unless they are asking. And if they're just stating their position and they're not really asking my opinion, the best way of making them change their op opinion is to ask right. them questions that are challenging. Yeah, you have to have ears going to, to be able to change your, your mind at some point. Mm -hmm. Is it harder to be a Satanist these days? I don't know. Uh, I've only been public or out as being a Satanist for maybe two, three years at most even though I've been a Satanist for almost a decade. So uh, I usually just called myself an atheist um, because that is true. I am an atheist and that was hard enough. 
in all honesty, I didn't really feel like adding the challenge on uh, until recently. Where now, now that it's becoming more necessary to be out and about um, for the sake of other people who can't be. Uh, the same reason why, like uh, Harvey Milk was demanding everybody who is gay to be out of the closet if they could be, I feel the same necessity is right now is that there's tons of Satanists who are still in the broom closet and they won't be able to be out. And I, if I have the position or have the ability, I have the responsibility. Yeah, that's a very atheist vibe right there. Hmm. Does most of your family know where you are uh, religiously, or? Uh, you know, a lot of them stopped asking me questions uh, once I came out as an atheist. So, uh, and some people were accusing me of being a Satanist. Uh, so you anyway. might as well be one. So, oh, you proved him right. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Well, I, I, you know, and and it's admirable to 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 do that because it can't. Because it's not always easy. Saying you're an atheist is is difficult difficult for a lot of people. But with the the stridency of the Christian politics, would feel like it would be a tough time or a tougher time for somebody who is an as an out Satanist, just kind of like out atheists. Just wondering if that was if that was. You know, if that was something that you that you came across, because when you introduce yourself as that, are, do you have like a typical set of reactions or are people usually like, what? Like, do they do a double take when you say that? It, it, it depends entirely on them. Um, so a lot of atheists don't really respond negatively towards that because uh, they've at least heard about mm -hmm. TST in some way, shape or form. Um, so most of my negative reactions or my <gasps> clutching of pearls reaction is usually just people who've never heard of it in any way, shape or form, or just Christians. Got the um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I really don't know the, the people who usually ask me or have asked me in a very specific way, which is that um, like, what is your religion? And I, I usually like defer to, well, if you ask, and like, I usually do the defer of, if, are you asking me if I believe in a God? Because the answer is no, because being an atheist first would be fine. But I don't actually like coming at people as a Satanist. I tend not to tell people that unless they actually leg legitimately, like specifically asked me what my religion is. And then I couldn't defer it some other way, shape or form. Um, even though I am out, because I do know that it, it sometimes does stop conversations in mid-strike. Um, and especially if I'm on a good topic, I don't want to stop just to talk about Satanism because that's, that's boring. You're not going to listen to me about Satanism. I want you to talk about what you believe. Um, the curiosity is right there, but mass majority of people kind of give up after five seconds of, of it because it doesn't immediately click. So. And you don't hand them a pamphlet and, uh, you know, here's the, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't carry around pamphlets. I, I don't know a lot of people who do. Um, again, it, it just, I don't know a lot of Satanists that actually feel very comfortable preaching. There, it, we have a very anti-preach kind of mentality because if it's true, like we don't need to talk in religious terms about anything that I would need to communicate with you, right? If we're talking about something that's uh, like material, 
there's no reason to ever bring up my religious status in any way, shape or form. If we're talking about politics, I definitely don't want to bring up my religious status, not just because I'm hiding it, but because I don't feel like how we resolve problems is through my religious status. My, my, the reality informs my religion, not the other way around. And so if we're talking about resolving a problem, there should be no reason for you or me to bring up my religion if it's the same or not. Right. So it's very specific conversations that are brought up for religion. And. Well, so what, what makes TS, what makes TST a religion in your opinion? What, what makes it a religion for you? For me, for me, it, it, it's mostly to the community, the communal aspects of it, the community rituals, um, having somebody to argue about uh, these concepts as well, but, and the history that comes with it as well. There's something about being in a community that has worked its way into a very like niche way of thinking about things with very specific uh, stories and a history and you connect with that very, that, that not just the history, but the stories that come from that history. And a little bit of the aesthetic, because I've, I've been a goth girl uh, for all my life. Even though you don't need to be technically goth to be Satanist, it just comes with the territory. <laughs> what a lot of goths um, are. Yeah. Well, actually, no, other way around. A lot of Satanists are goths. Not a, not a lot of goths are Satanists. But True. Yes. Yeah, I just, I find it really fascinating and... It, it gives me a certain amount of, of peace where I can go to somewhere and have a spiritual experience without having to have my guard up as much as I would if I were in a, a group full of other religious people or of like different kinds of religious people. That's a huge relief. That's mm -hmm. a, just that kind of feeling is a huge relief. That's got like an atheist walking into an atheist meetup group that has not had fellowship with people that believe similar things where they feel like they can let their hair down and be themselves you know just exhale sounds mm -hmm. like that's the the same vibe you get from tst and the people in tst get yeah a little like bit yeah i imagine a little bit more like the rituals that we do together i feel like would probably give give a little bit more relief of that but yeah, it's it's amplifying that feeling of there's safety in numbers. Community. Yep, and you're not alone, especially mm -hmm. it's important in the South, you know, where we're outnumbered by huge proportions. So, I, yeah, because I can kind of remember when I first decided I was an atheist, I had no idea, you know, what the what next was. I had no idea that there were actually groups out there that uh, got together. And, and so there were community alternatives but you know until you start looking for that stuff you have no idea so it's kind of a scary thing when you've you know be, become an atheist that uh, you know what happens to my friends and my community and all that so yeah it's also really nice to hear somebody else having similar experiences than mm -hmm. you do um i mean as atheists, all three of us can probably relate to being uh, ostracized to a good portion of the community uh, because of the lack of belief that you have or just feeling like you don't have a certain amount of comfort that a Christians usually do because they have these these structures, not just of going to a church and having that community structure, but also they have some 
belief systems that probably give them like at least temporary comfort. Because I, I had to do a lot of mental restructuring uh, um, and dissecting a lot of my internal beliefs instead of just being given them. I had to go out and find them deeply. And then I'm constantly having this internal personal growth where in other words that I didn't get a lot of comfort from other than the fact that I was growing. That, that made me feel a little good. But for the most part, I didn't, you, you don't see your spiritual journey uh, until for a very, very, very long time where from, from the outsider's point of view now, as a Christian, it feels like you're just given your personal journey and you don't really have to do anything. You just get the lessons. You don't have to debate with yourself internally for like three hours every day for a month uh, to really understand that what, what the concept of compassion is. No, they just have a priest that tells them what the, comp- the concept of compassion is. And that's, there's no questioning it. There's no... Right. And- dissecting they discourage it. actually questioning and things like that too within the community so it's it's a big yeah. difference i think a lot of people would be so. surprised about this listening to somebody who's a satanist talk about a spiritual journey i think they would think those are that's kind of that would be opposing forces yeah only because there's there's a lack of words mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so spiritual is like good like saying something is good for the soul as an atheist like you know what i mean but you know that i'm not talking about like a astro possessual of a soul when i say it's good for the soul yep and it's just it it's it's just the terminology that really connects with what we're trying to say and so when people get really fuzzy about terminology i understand they have to dissect it entirely spiritual just sounds so much better than mental um right or it, it involves a lot more it's just an encompassment of one's life the entire like encompassment of like one's internal mental ability and the spiritual like the feeling of your body at the same time because it's i don't know like it's just lack of words mm-hmm. to use well and to me it's not fair that we've uh, allowed the you know the religious communities the christians and 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 so forth to take ownership of those words where we feel kind of kind of queasy using them but you know like the word spiritual or spirit you know is is the root mm-hmm. word of breath so if something is so amazing or beautiful that it takes your breath away that's that's a spiritual event yeah awe inspiring mm-hmm. yeah, so we should not shy away from from and same thing with religion you know in its in its core, it just means to bind together. You know, it's kind of the for, mm-hmm. the the base word is is ligament, so it's kind of binding things together. So, hardcore atheists would push back or have pushed back on the idea that you have a soul. It's considered a squishy, religiousy term, and mm-hmm. uh, you can tell by the tone of my voice, I didn't, I don't really buy that. But I understand. But obviously, I understand that concept, right? right? So, like, if you're raised in a, in a very religious household, you tend to uh, get a defensive mannerism when you hear those words because you know how they've been used against you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. It, it feels like the same way, which is that you're not allowing somebody else to define these words. You're using these words in a very like a pure manner, and and just 
releasing itself is from the, the baggage of the past, but taking it as it is right now. And allowing us to do that means that we get to no, not only um, use words that we tend to say taboo or or shy away from, but it allows us to actually discuss these things as well without having the baggage of the religious experiences that we came from to drag them down, right? Because everybody has these religious experiences, quote unquote, but you don't need the dogma of Christianity or Muslims or Judaism to have these experiences. And so if you're going to be icky about having these experiences, you're, you're missing out on a big chunk of life. Absolutely. And you're, you're allowing the Christians to be right in some way, mm -hmm. shape or form, because they're saying that you can't have this without this. And I'm like, no, we can. So I'm going to eat what you just said that I can't consume. Um, not because I'm trying to be mean to you, but to show you also that I can consume this without having the baggage that comes along with your belief system. Give me that right? apple. So <laughs> give me that apple. I will give you as many apples well, as know, possible because that's what we, I like to do. We do that when, when people sneeze and, you know, the inclination is to say, bless you. And, and you know, that's something we were kind of taught from an early age. But it's like, why mm -hmm. can't we say that? I mean, you know, I can bestow a blessing onto you. I'm not using, you know, a, a non-existent God to do the blessing. You know, I'm wishing you well. So it's just like we have this fear of these churchy words uh, and we shy away from them. And I don't think we should. Or that we just Amen. don't want to um, <laughs> indirectly. Amen. Uh, we also just don't want it to indirectly um, promote something, right? Because we know that we can accidentally do things uh, without intention. So by saying, bless you, am I reinforcing the fact that a demon was trying to get up your nose am i doing that un unintentionally there's also the i don't know if you were part of the buzzfeed uh experience but every once in a while they would start attacking a word because of the entomology or the history of the, wo the word not necessarily how the word is used and it's like oh it used to have um a, a very like ableist or a racist implication like 20 years ago like or worse way like hundreds of years ago so i'm like yeah um it evolved it 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 has some da damage but guess what everything if you want to look far back enough has enough baggage what we're talking about is here and now and how we right. use it and now if people are taking are taking sensitivity to it now because of how we're using it now then then we're then there's a there's something to talk about but which gets back to number six of the tenants Mm -hmm. People are fallible. If somebody makes a mistake, one should try to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. Yep. Exactly. People should be and, allowed you know, to mis make mistakes and and repent. <laughs> and grow. <laughs> grow is so much better. Repent, than repent. or also just yes. take self responsibility. Well, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. The libertarian uh, angle for that one would be just like we just want to be able to take self responsibility. Right. We don't want to push our responsibilities onto a God or a devil that made us do it. We want to actually say, like, we are fallible and we should always take that into account. Like mal accidental behavior is different than malice behavior. And intentional. Yeah. And in. Re in yeah. And a lot of people in religious recovery, because we I'm, I meet a lot of them, um, 
are still dealing with that. Like a mass majority of, of people that I meet are like have horrible anxiety because if we do it and it's not perfect the first time, we don't have the ability to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a a false belief that was probably implanted. That's very heavy within Christianity. I don't think it's necessary for Christians to have that problem, but I I find a lot of Christian dog, uh, dogma propaganda that encourages that behavior, which is that you were made sinful that in, that believe a radical evil is very popular within Christianity right now, unfortunately, yep. which is that you're, you're born sinful and you, you are always going to, if you, if you do something wrong, it's because you're morally, you're morally sinful, not necessarily because you just didn't know there was no accidents. You're going to be punished whether you, whether you were knowledgeable or not because it was a sin against God or something like that instead of saying oh if you didn't know here let's figure out a better way of knowing and the past is the past let's build from it it doesn't mean that the past didn't happen it just means that we need to build from the past past. to be better tomorrow Mm yeah religion has a good way of telling you that you're weak and you're an original sin original sinner and oh, we just have we just happen to have a way for you to get out of that. Yep. Come to our church. Yeah. But you have to keep coming back because you're always a sinner, going to be a sinner forever. So you need to keep coming back and repenting and and, and fill make the coffers. Sure that envelope is is thick, you know, yep. and not just with ones. Just put is your credit card in the box. Is there that we have not asked you that you want this audience to know about TST? Or, or anything you want to ask us. Yeah. I don't really know what to ask you guys um, because I listen to your podcast, so I feel like I, I uh, wait a little bird on your shoulders anyway. And then you still came on. Wow. (laughs) I know. Bless you. (laughs) It just it it shows you about my uh, my poor judgment automatically. So. Um, That's true. I would say that there's nothing that I could ever tell you about TST that you wouldn't be able to find about uh, about it yourselves. But always investigate, right? Um, and don't don't see this as me saying that you should be part of TST. It's not. I I actually like my community small, um, so <laughs> I uh, I selfishly would say like we don't really preach out because it's not necessary. But if you ever want to be active. Uh, politically active or you see us don't run and hide we i, I promise you we're, we're oh, friendly absolutely. people for the most part we, we might be very heavily sarcastic but that comes with the territory but you're working on some some kind of a uh, you're working on some kind of event for this this summer to get our groups together and i think that's important is where you can start putting faces together with one another to yeah so in in georgia specifically um then i'm i'm going to be trying to push as many uh, mixed uh, group events as possible um, just to get everybody else comfortable with us but also just because I, our community really does want to do things and the more people that show up the better and the more effective we can be and the the only reason why we want to do stuff is to be effective so if you if you join us for an event an active like an active uh, charity event don't don't be worried. You're not a Satanist by default. You, you should probably, you know, 
have have the little label of uh, I hung out with Satanists <laughs> as a, a badge of honor, if anything. Maybe I'll I'll make some pins that say like um, uh, I hung out with a, a Satanist and survived. <laughs> That'd be a good T-shirt. All I was saying is that, you know, uh, apparently Satan and the rainbow are, are synonyms now, according to a lot of evangelical Christians. So, I mean, you don't have to be goth anymore. We can, we have the whole rainbow now. Wait, are you referring to the, the thing at, at the Target stores? Oh, the um, the anti-LGBT uh, uh, activism from I'm seeing a lot in church, church propaganda. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anything with a rainbow apparently is a, a symbol of Satan. I love it because that means that. Uh, our wardrobe just opened up immediately. <laughs> a lot more color potential. All right. Mm-hmm. That, that is that. That's insidious. That's dangerous, and that's a that's a bad road for a society to be on. The more allies and the more people we have to fight against that stuff, the better. Because as we know historically, once that train gets going, it's hard to stop, and we don't want to be there. All right. Yep. Yep. Sorry to bring the mood down, but that's a hey. That's kind of my thing oh, on this podcast, downer. apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I I'm allowing you to do it because I'm usually that that downbringer. So. So do you have? Do you, is there anything that uh, you any recommendations of uh, books, TV, movies, music, anything that you think that? Uh, uh, oh yes so the documentary hail satan is on netflix last time i checked uh it's also on amazon prime and it's a great introductory to it it was produced by non-satanists so you're getting uh, a pretty uh interesting um view from it then there there's so many books um the little, little book of satanism is like a good quick quick guides version of uh what satanism is about or in the symbols of satanism then there's um if you want to get a little bit more academic, there is the invention of Satanism, which I have. What's it called? So I can... The invention of okay. Satanism. Yeah, it is produced by Ajaborn uh, Derjoa. Like I said, I cannot say his name. James Lewis and Jasper Peterson. Oh, um, it yeah. It's a little bit more academic, but it has a further back um, uh, history because the 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 concept of satanism is actually pretty old comparatively uh it's just that now we're calling ourselves satanists the concepts and the philosophy within within satanism is is pretty much uh pre uh pre-enlightenment so yeah that's priced like an academic book too it looks like 48 dollars for the hardcover <laughs> oh yeah oh don't don't worry, because I also I have a, a, my one of my favorite books that I'm I'm slugging through right now is uh, called Romantic Satanism, and it's like a hundred and something dollars. Oh, I was like, oh my God. goodness, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably didn't have that at your local library, so what are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, no. <laughs> well, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us and sharing a lot of great information. You know, if you ever want to come on and just talk politics, hey. You know we can do that too. I mean, I would love to come back on and talk about how uh, how religious courts and uh, or like uh, religious battles within the United States has uh, you know shaped our religious freedoms or why religious freedoms has protected religious people way more than it's re- protected atheists. So sounds like an interesting topic. Yep, there would be a lot mm-hmm. of head nodding in the Zoom for that for that conversation oh, yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely want to tell your uh, audience, though, that if, if any Satanists have been listening and are totally disagreeing with me, you know, <laughs> I already told you how much I love being proven wrong. So come at me, man. Come. Let's Ar- talk. Argue with us at Godless, at Godless Podcast on Twitter. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Oh, the devil is my friend. Oh, the devil is my friend.